0: say die we won't give in we're number one we'll hold the line we won't step back we'll just attack time after time we're lightning fast we'll drive like rain we won't be beat we won't retreat ice in our veins we are the storm from Albert town we'll blow the others off the ground we
1: are the storm and we're not We are the other Storm and we're number one. Welcome to Stormcast, the official Melbourne Storm podcast, episode 19. As always, a quick shout out to those of you who are supporting the podcast by downloading and subscribing to Stormcast with gobs, the one and only Melbourne Storm podcast. Stormcast is your one-stop shop for discussing all things Melbourne Storm. Stormcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. As always, I'm your host, Gobbs, and I'll be bringing you the latest news, views and Storm content over the 2023 season. Now, let's get on with the podcast, shall we? We are the Storm from Melbourne, town.
0: The equivalent, but Melbourne just a little bit more sure of themselves. Hughes floats it across. Smith to Warbrick
1: now. The hat trick Warbrick this time. Warbrick over. Will Warbrick had a night to remember at a very, very chilly, cold Campbelltown sports stadium last Saturday night in front of 8,517 fans that braved the cold conditions in Sydney's southwest. The storm. Came away with a clinical, methodical, professional twenty-eight points to six victory over the Wests Tigers. Without their origin players, the Storm went about their business with aplomb, uh, mainly led by Jerome Hughes and his young halves partner Jonah Pezet. The Storm scored six tries, four of which came to evergreen winger Will Warbrick. So. He scored his first try in the third minute, second in the 30th, third in the 53rd, and fourth in the 64th minute. That right edge of the Melbourne Storm was humming. Uh, again, led by Jerome Hughes um, and having uh, Nelson Osofa solomona fill in for the injured uh, and unavailable Eli Katoa. Remis Smith probably had his best game of the season as well. His catch pass... And quick hands to basically set up um, Will Warbrick for two of his four. Two of his four tries was was magnificent, um, and I suppose the highlight of the night actually wasn't the storm um, or Will Warbrick's four tries or the way they went about setting up the game for victory. It was the Alex Twall Try which broke a 116 games try scoring drought. So, uh, I know, um, the entire West Tigers faithful went up, even I went up. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So, um, well done to Alex on, on, on finally getting across the stripe after almost five seasons in the NRL. So, uh, he's ended uh, the game's longest try scoring drought for a player. Uh, so well done, but uh. That's as far as the plaudits will go uh, to the West's Tigers. Now, back on the Storm, um, again, it was a clinical, professional display. Um, they just went through the motions, did what they had to do, kicked well. Um, and again, you've, you've heard me over the last couple of weeks talk about the issue with the general play kicking of the Storm. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very um, critical when it comes to their general play kicking. Um, in terms of not being able to find the grass, separate the back three of the opposition, and and find space, um, but Jonah Pezet, Jonah Pezet's kicking game is a shining light, and I suppose that comes with being a natural half. Um, unlike Munster, unlike Jerome Hughes, who are initially uh, ball running fullbacks, Jonah Pezet is an on the ball number seven, and. You can tell that when he kicks the ball, there's intent, there's purpose, there's guile, there's understanding. He understands where to put the ball, um, and it comes naturally to him. And that's the benefit of being a traditional on-the-board number seven. Um, so that was one of the takeaways for me um, from a positive perspective is that the kicking game was actually remarkably a lot better. Um and I'm not. I'm not talking about crossfield kicks for opportunist, opportunistic, opportunistic uh, tries that Will Warwick score on whatever crossfield kicks are crossfield kicks. I'm talking about general play kicking um, to get you out of um, get you out of bad field position and try and try and turn around the opposition and force a mistake. Um, Jonah Pezzard did so. Uh, Remarkably well So that was one of the the real highlights for mine The other was um, I thought Tyron Wishart was absolutely sensational Playing hooker Uh, Really, really good performance Um, I'd say it was probably his best performance In a Melbourne Storm jersey thus far Um, Still very young And still very, uh, shall we say In the infancy of his first grade NRL career Only having debuted Late last season, and was in and out of first grade. Um, he's he, he was he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, he picked his times when to really ru- really run well on the back of um, of momentum, um, and defensively sound. So um, yeah, I thought Tyron which I was sensational. Garlic again, we know what we get with him. He's just a typical Melbourne Storm. Typical Melbourne Storm, Craig Bellamy-type player who's just going to go out and, and put his head where you he wouldn't put your feet. He'll he'll just do all the tidy work in your Dale Finucane's, your Ryan Hinchcliffe, your Dallas Johnson-type moulds. So a really, really good knock from him. Big Nelson was um, strong on the edge. Um, a little bit of a concern defensively, and that's, only, that's not meaning that he was missing tackles, but when you're... 200 centimetres and 125 kilos, your lateral movement when you're trying to slide and shut down a shift play and shape of the opposition becomes very, very difficult when you're that big. Now, Nelson is one of the biggest athletic forwards in the game, but when balls are being passed and shifted and the shape is getting on the outside, it makes it very, very difficult for a big man to get across and shut down shape. So West were actually having quite a lot of um, room to move on on that edge and that's something that um, can be exploited. Um, Thankfully, the the effort in defence and the scramble in defence shut down that. So as long as as Melbourne can scramble well, they can sort of make up for any sort of lapse um, or weakness, I should say, defensively if Nelson is going to play on an edge because he will be targeted because of his size. He's, he's, um, the reaction time on on an out ball to get across, um, his reaction time on a kick becomes a, a bit of a, an Achilles heel as well because he's such such a big man. The time he takes to turn around, the opposition will be running past him and that's that's naturally because he's so big. It's not a concern when he's in the middle because there's no shape that's really being demonstrated or or, or executed from the opposition in the middle. So that's the only liability of playing Nelson on an edge is that he will become a target when opposition uh, throw shape at him. So that's something that um, against better teams, uh, and that's no disrespect to West Tigers, but teams that have a, a, a better attacking shape like the Rabbitohs, for example, with their, their lethal left edge, they would absolutely have a field day picking apart Nelson defensively because of his size. Um, and the, the unfortunate criticism that comes with it is because he just doesn't have that lateral movement that a smaller edge back row would have like Eli Katoa, uh, who's more fleet-footed and and has that ability to get across the ground quicker and slide. Um but overall, really, really good hit out. Really professional. As I said, they they didn't have to they didn't have to chance their hand. They just went through the motions, completed their sets really well. I think it was thirty one from thirty eight from memory. Um, so they were completing over eighty percent. Um, and again, yeah, just errors were very, very minimal, um, which was really, really good to see. And yeah, it was. Um, a, a, a professional performance um, and something that they just really had to get done without um, without Xavier Coates, Cameron Munster and Harry Grant, who are on origin duty. So a really good win. Uh, whenever you can win away from home, uh, it's always a bonus and that definitely helps. So when, when asked about it in the press conference, uh, about the professional display that set up the victory for... For the storm, here's what Craig Bellamy had to say. Craig, don't say
0: that one. Um, yeah, it wasn't uh, probably a polished win, but it was a win, and you know, we'll take that every day of the week. You know, with obviously with Origin at the moment, and, you know, Christian Walsh getting um, suspended, but yeah, you know, i said that you know, the Tigers have had yeah you know, unlucky run. It's obviously. Um, you know, and Brooks getting hurt last week and um and the barn on the origin side so you know that balance and you know some people as well. So, you know, for both sides it was probably a uh, Stop-start game um, in that you know a lot of the combinations yeah you. knew know, um, but you know like I was real happy with the way our guys play especially defended I thought they defended really well second half you know they, they really put some pressure on us there and had, had a lot of field position the first ten or fifteen minutes um, but somehow we uh, managed to get through that without conceding any points and then you know we. Were we're going
1: to do a good job at the end of the game, you know, scoring a couple draws so the, uh, Craig Bellamy on the performance and he's right it wasn't a polished display but it was a uh, it was professional um, I've used that word a couple of times now and that's what it was they just went through the motions uh, didn't have to overplay their hand and just completed their sets played field position kicked well applied pressure defended really really well especially in the middle third Um and, yeah, did enough to, to get to get the victory. And that win now sees the Storm nine wins for the season, um, which has solidified them in third position based on four and against. So at the moment, they're currently sitting third on the table inside the top four, uh, which is where all Storm fans and members want to see the Melbourne Storm within entrenched in the top four. So, yeah. The challenge now is to stay there, and that challenge again happens by taking on Manly Warringah Seagulls at Amy Park this weekend and hopefully resulting in a W. So, Team List Tuesday. Uh, the Melbourne Storm lineup returns with a pre origin feel as Craig Bellamy's side look to take on the Manly Seagulls at Amy Park in round 17. Xavier Coates, Cameron Munster, and Harry Grant will look to back up following their origin game two efforts, while skipper Christian Welsh and Justin Ollum return to the Storm side. Tom Eisenhuth once again finds a spot amongst the Storm run-on forwards as Alicia Katoa continues to rehabilitate from an eye injury suffered in round 15 against the Sharks, that uh, laceration above the eye, which was very, very nasty. Following reliable performances last week, Bronson Garlic, Tyron Wishart, Jonah Pezzett and Kane Bradley also secured their place within the interchange and extended bench. So let's have a quick look at the actual team lineup so at fullback Nick Meany let's hope he packs his kicking boots this this week after only kicking two goals last week and missing four uh, so the score line could have been at least um, at least 34 to um, to to six against West's Tigers so yeah that's something um, Goal kicking is, is so important, um, especially, again, when we talk about for and against, every point matters. Um, and I made the comment a couple of weeks ago that the Storm had to really, really start to, to build up their for and against because they were in the negatives. At the moment, they're sitting positive 65, um, thank, name, namely thanks to that big win over the Sharks a couple of weeks ago. But, um, again, we need that figure up considering the Panthers are sitting on positive 167 at second. So if the Storm had a higher points differential um, over 167, that'd actually be sitting second. So that that goes to show you how close this competition is. And it potentially could come down to for and against. Who makes the top four and who actually makes the top eight, as is the closeness of this competition, as we keep saying. Closest competition since 1982 now. So it goes to show you this, this competition is wide open. Uh, and if you don't bring your, your boots, not only your boot, boots to play, but your boots to goal kick, it could come back to bite you in the long run. So, yeah, let's hope Nick Meaney brings his kicking boots this week. Um, we're going to need him. He usually is a sharp shooter. Sometimes you just have those off nights. Um, and he had the ips. And, yeah, it was. you can only put it down to that because he's been kicking... Incredibly well this season, filling in for the injured Ryan Pavanhausen. So Nick Many at fullback, the try scoring machine Will Warbrick on the wing, along with Xavier Coates, who has been named to back up. So we'll just uh, we'll just monitor that at the moment. So he did get through Origin two unscathed, which uh, was fantastic, and had a great game. I thought. Uh, I thought the X-Man was fantastic. I thought his kick returns were great. He was safe under the high ball, defensively sound, and to score that try in the corner. The confidence that Coates will come back to Melbourne Storm with will be enormous. So uh, looking, hopefully, if he does back up, fingers crossed he will. um, Hopefully we'll see a very big game from Xavier Coates against uh, the Seagulls this Saturday night. Uh, in the centres, Remus Smith and Justin Olam returns, um, which was interesting because he was named as 18th man, having missed the Sharks game due to um, concussion protocols. Uh, even though he did have a Category 2 concussion, uh, the Storm decided to rest him against the Sharks, but last week was named in the number 18 jersey, yet didn't feature Marion Seve and Remus Smith with the centres against Wests, uh, and Juzzy actually played a full game of Queensland Cup in reserve grade. So I don't know what the, the theory was behind that because he doesn't look like a player that would be losing that much match fitness and conditioning, but for whatever reason, they, they made the the decision for him to play in the Host Plus Cup. Um, Thankfully, he got through unscathed and is now back in the the starting 17 for the Melbourne Storm. So interesting, interesting decision there. But um, again, um, sports science and I'm sure the strength and conditioning and performance staff at the Storm know what they're doing. Um, I'm definitely not going to question them at all. Uh, In the halves, Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes as we said, Munster has been named to back up, so we'll just we'll, we will monitor that. We'll monitor um, all the Origin players to see if they will back up. Um, I know that the Storm, as a club, pride themselves uh, on their Origin and representative players backing up because um, it sends a message to the other playing group that um, it's it's more of a thank you to the players in the team, um, which play a big role in those players being selected for those rep teams because of the overall performance of the team. So, yeah, we'll just, unless there's any niggling injuries, uh, that would probably be the only reason. But both, uh, I should say all three, Coates, Munster and uh, Grant, looked to come through Origin 2 unscathed um, after Queensland beat those Dirty Blues um, I digress. Tom Eisenhuth and Christian Welsh have been named in the front row. Eisenhuth in the front row is an interesting one. Um, he can play as a middle, and he does a job. I'm just a little bit worried about his size, especially coming up against uh, the Melbourne, uh, the uh, the Manly Warringah Seagulls, who have a very very big pack of forwards, especially in the middle. Uh, Paseca, Sipley, Kepi, big bodies, um, and we know what they did to us back in round 17, uh, round 7, I should say. So Eisenhooth playing in the middle, a little bit of a concern for me. Christian Welsh return, returns from his one-week uh, one suspension uh, after being suspended for that hip drop um, against the Sharks on Royce Hunt. Uh, Trent Liero and Nelson Osofa Solomona find themselves in the second row so Nelson again being named on an edge that may change that may change it wouldn't surprise me to see Eisenhooth actually revert to the right edge and play as the second row and Nelson go back into the middle as a prop to take on the Seagulls uh, middles who are big boys so we need as much size up front to help Welshy and Josh King, uh, and Josh King at lock uh, on the interchange bench, Bronson Garlic, Tarek Sims, Aaron Penne, and Tyron Wishart round out the seventeen. On the extended reserves, Kane Bradley, Chris Lewis, George Jennings. Who, well done to George Jennings on making a return after 462 days um, without playing due to that um, tragic ACL tear. Uh, in round one against West Tigers last year. So it was great to see George return to the NRL side uh, and had a very good game, solid game, uh, very safe, uh, didn't have a play's hand, no errors. So it was really, really good to see George make a successful comeback from injury. Alec McDonald has also been named. Uh, Jonah Pezzett and Sue Fialonga round out the extended reserves list. So just breaking down that seven the interchange bench so we've got Bronson garlic and Tyron Wishart now I would anticipate that one of those players will drop off with potentially Alec McDonald coming on as an additional middle forward because that would make more sense if they're planning to play Tom Eisenhuth, um in the middle. So it wouldn't surprise me to see potentially Tarek Sims start with Christian Welsh, if they don't play Nelson at prop. Um, with Eisen who's reverting to the bench, with Alec McDonald coming onto the bench to replace Tarek Sims, who could move to the starting lineup. So I anticipate Bronson Garlic or Tyrone Wishart will be one of the players that drops out of the out of the final 17 uh, and potentially will play 18th man. So let's just watch that space. That's what I'm, I'm anticipating. Both have probably been named as coverage for, for Harry Grant because if Harry doesn't back up, then you can play Bronson at nine and Tyron Wishart becomes your utility who can come on and do a job like he did against Wests last week, playing at hooker when Bronson needs a breather or can transition into the middle. So, yeah, I'm, I'm predicting that Alec McDonald will play uh, and feature in the final 17. Um, so we'll just see how that plays out. Now, let's look at the Manly team. So, KO Weeks has been named at fullback. Jason Saab and Christian Tupolotto are on the wings. Toletau Kula and Ruben Garrick are in the centres. Josh Schuster and Daly Cherry Evans are the halves. Taniela Paseka Toa Sipley out of the front row with Lachlan Croker-Hooker, Hamoli Olokowatu, Ethan Bullimore in the second row for Manly, and Sean Kepi locks the scrum. On the interchange, they've got Carl Lawton, Josh Alloyer, Aaron Woods, and Ben Condon in the 17. On the extended reserves, they've got Samuel LaFainu, Jake Arthur, Morgan Harper, Raymond Vega, and Tom Treboevich. Now, the podcast is being recorded post-Origin 2. We know that Tom Turbo will not play. He won't play because he's being rested. He's not playing because it looks like he has ruptured his pectoral and will meet, miss the rest of the 2023 season in a major blow for the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Um, so that's, that's a big body blow for... The premiership chances of the Seagulls moving forward, as we know, Tom is an Um, X-factor. Manly are always a better team with Tom Turbo in it. Um, So it's going to be very interesting to see how they do cope now because he's such a pivotal figure and so important to their attack. Uh, A lot of their shape revolves around Tom, especially on the back of it, Um, and he sniffs in and around the ruck area as well. His combination with DCE, as well as his brother, Jake, uh, who's currently unavailable as well, uh, really, really makes uh, Manly a a stronger team. Um, So big blow for Manly uh, and big blow for Tom Trebojevic, as well as New South Wales. Um, So unfortunate. You never like to see the stars of the game injured, but it is part and parcel of the game. We know so with our own Ryan Pappenhausen, who's still recovering from that horrific knee injury last year. So... Yeah, really, really unfortunate for uh, for Turbo, um, and hopefully um, he can get back and get this get this peck in order and and come back bigger, brighter, and, and, and stronger for for not only Manly but for for the game in general. The game needs its superstars, and he certainly is one. So, Godspeed on the recovery, Turbo. Uh, that's the that's the only nice thing I will say uh, about Manly. Um, casting our minds back to round seven, um, the storm did go down eighteen uh, eight at Four Points Park, aka Brookvale Oval. Uh, the game probably notice uh, well renowned for the two Sinbins bins um, through just two stupid, uh, brain dead errors, one by Tui Kami Kamitha, uh coming out and, and smacking uh, Daily Cherry Evans late. Uh, and the other was Justin Olam, who lost his head and put on a pumpkin, um, which saw the Storm virtually play with 12 men for 20 minutes of the game and did a whole lot of defensive work, which just basically took the sting out of the, the Storm's attack. Uh, they also missed Nick Meaney through a concussion in that game, and Munster, if you can recall, actually had to revert to fullback. And they were just completely undisciplined all night as well were on the back foot, couldn't get any momentum or field position for most of the match. Um, yet only lost the game by ten points, which goes to show that defence was still holding up despite all the adversity that got thrown in that night. So uh, one thing's for sure is that this Manly team relies on a power game. Um, that's that's their that's their weapon, that's their um, armory, um, that's what they. They really pride themselves on is really being physical um, and up in your face and led by your Olukawatus, your Sipleys, your Pasekas, who are big bodies, big mobile bodies, who are going to come straight through the front door. So, Christian Welsh, Tom Eisenhuth, and Josh King as middles are going to have, they're going to need to be up for it. So, it's all well and good to start hard and fast, but If you're being dominated and manhandled like we were the first time in round seven, it could be a very, very similar result. That's why I'm a little bit sceptical that playing Nelson on an edge isn't probably the smartest thing to go about it. The Storm need Nelson to fight fire with fire Um, and in terms of size and being able to match that sort of go forward that Manly are going to really try and try to, to try to establish through laying a, a strong foundation through their through their big pack so again I my my thinking in and around the the bench is to see Alec McDonald come onto it at the expense of either Bronson garlic or Tyron Wishart with Tarek Sims moving into the starting front row um, if Nelson is going to start on an edge um, which would see Tom Eisen, who's revert to the second row. So basically effectively swapping positions with Nelson um, on an edge and Nelson moving back into the middle. But we shall wait and see. Um, the team does get trimmed down from 22. Uh, well, The Storm have actually named 23. Um, so they must have got dispensation by the NRL to do so during the origin period. Um, because usually it's only 22, so that will get, that 23 will become 19, um, Friday afternoon, so we'll see who misses out and who will remain, um, in the lead up to, to Saturday night's kickoff, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll watch that space with, uh, with bated breath, I should say, but, um, yeah, we'll just, uh. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Christian Welsh was uh, asked when he did his captain's media uh, today about um, coming up against Manly again and hopefully uh, righting the wrongs from round seven. Let's see what Welsh had to say.
0: They like got you earlier in the year. Uh, do you review that game, or their more recent outings? Yeah, no, we've we've had a look at that game, and obviously we had a look at that game a fair bit immediately after it. So, um, yeah, tough place to go, Brookvale, and we just didn't match them with energy or aggression. And um, you know, they've got some really Powerful guys um, who can take the game away from you pretty quickly. So, And then you throw in the, the skill and you know the speed of some of those guys we've just spoken about. It's a, it's a really quality team. So, um, yeah, it um, was really disappointing, that, that manly performance, but we're excited that we get to um, take them on at home.
1: So, yeah, didn't match them in terms of power and intensity in the middle. And that's where the game's going to be really, really set up in one because if the Storm get off to a very similar start in terms of really dominating through that middle third of the field like they did against the Sharks, that opens up space where Munster and Hughes can play over the advantage line. They can they can run first. They can really start to see a retreating manly defence and that'll just open up both edges for the, the, the Storm to really execute their shape um, and hopefully result in a lot of points coming the Storm's way. So, well, uh, that's that needs to be the plan of attack anyway. Well, we shall see how it does pan out. But, again, it really comes down to the middle. Let's hope the Storm are up for it. update. So uh, the latest on the Melbourne Storm injury list, as we know, Ryan Pappenhausen uh, has been progressing very well, building his running and strengthening his load in his knee, uh, the muscles around the knee, I should say. He's expected to resume training within the NRL squad in July with a return to playing to be determined once he is back in full training. So that is the most positive news that we've heard. Uh, for that to be stated, that he is expected to resume full time training with the NRL squad in July, which is only less than a fortnight away. Um, with a return to playing to be determined once he is back in full training. Now, a mini preseason is usually well, a preseason in general, a block, a, a good solid block of pre-season training is six weeks. So if we're thinking July, we're probably thinking mid-August. That that would be my hunch. That would be my hunch. If he's going to resume training with in July, that would be my hunch. So that will be very, very interesting. So let's have a quick look. I'm just gonna bring the drawer up, bear with me. So The Storm have the bye in round 19, which will be the first week of July, which Pappy will be back training. Then they've got the Roosters in round 20, which is the 15th of July, so that's two weeks into a potential six-week block. Then there's the Knights in round 21, which is the third week of July. The Eels in round 22, which is the 28th of July. The Panthers in round 23, which is the 4th of August. Round 24 is against the Raiders back at Amy Park, 13th of August. So potentially round 25, which would be the Dragons in Wollongong. That's the 19th of August. If we're being conservative, round 26 against the Titans at Amy Park. So I'm predicting round 25 or round 26 we could see Ryan Pavenhausen back in a Storm jersey, pending if he is tracking well enough. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be very interesting. Very interesting to see how that pans out. So he's made the comment that he'll be coming back through reserve grade as well. So if he's playing reserve grade for round twenty five and potentially could be ready for the Dragons, but we shall wait and see. So yeah, so happy to resume training in round uh, uh, with the NRL squad in July. So yeah, we'll just see how that. Plays out there, but good news, good news and very positive. Ellie Katoa, um, medical staff are still monitoring the recovery of Katoa's eye injury, that laceration he sustained in round 15 against the Sharks. Uh, He hopes to return to training later this week and be available for selection against the Panthers in round 18 at Marvel Stadium. So uh, if you haven't got your tickets yet Marvel, make sure you jump on to the website and get your tickets uh, Marion Seve unfortunately suffered a fracture in his jaw during the round 16 clash with West's last week and will be sidelined for roughly anywhere between 4 to 6 weeks as he recovers that's really really unfortunate for Seve um, who's had a shocking run of injuries over the past few years He he just can't Seem to catch a break. It always seems to be something. So, and he had a, excuse me, he had a really really solid game against the Sharks, and again was really good against Wes last week at Campbelltown. And for him to now to to potentially be out for four to six weeks with a broken jaw, that's really really tough luck for for Seve. So fingers crossed, and hopefully he recovers quicker uh, rather than um than later in that regard. So. Very unfortunate. Now, you may have noticed that Tui Tuikemikamitha was not named or anywhere to be seen in the team list. Now, that's because he sustained a calf strain against West's Tigers uh, last weekend and the are being very, very conservative um, and they're going to basically rest him this week to ensure that strain doesn't turn into a full-blown tear. So, again, wrapping him in cotton wool um, to ensure that um, he's only missing one week as opposed to a much longer period of time. So calves are very, very fickle um, injuries. Um, You you don't want to basically tempt fate with with a calf because they can be quite problematic and reoccur. Um, And for someone like Tui, who's a big middle forward, he needs to, he needs to run to keep his his match fitness and conditioning. I know he takes his shirt off and you think he doesn't need conditioning because <laughs> he's a bit of a Fijian Adonis. Got a great rig on him, Big Tui. But um, it's it's more the it's more the, the the match fitness and the conditioning aspect of minutes and being able to play big minutes uh, if and when required in the middle. Um, the Storm are always a better team when Tui and Nelson are going forward as well. Uh, that two. Strong attack, um, carry one and carry two forwards uh, that really, really lay a platform that Harry Grant just loves to play on the back of um, because they just skittle the defence because of their big, big bodies and generate a lot of post contact meters as well. So uh, let's hope that Tui is back for the Panthers game in round 17 at Marvel Stadium. Tepoy Maroa hasn't been seen for a while. Um, and should return to full training this week and is expected to play on the weekend uh, subject to passing fitness tests. So he will take his place with the Sunshine Coast Falcons in the Storms feeder team in the Host Plus Cup. Um, there's also Dean Aramea, as we know, um, who is progressing well after rupturing his ACL in the trials, um, but we won't see him for... The rest of 2023. He will return in 2024. And young AJ from our Jersey Flag Team um, is returning from a shoulder injury and should take his place this week for the Storm Jersey Flag Team. So, who again um, are absolutely flying. And just on that, the hot streak continues for the Melbourne Storm Jersey flag team, who defeated the Newcastle Knights 42-16 to make it six wins in a row last Saturday afternoon. Absolutely amazing. This team is just continuing to build and build and build. Um, The first two, three weeks of the competition, everyone was predicting them to run stone motherless last, but... Yeah, they're, they're really, really, uh, they're really making people turn heads um, and they're playing a great brand of football. So well done to the young Melbourne Storm Jersey flag team. Now, feeder club report. Now, very interesting last weekend. Um, this, the Storm's two feeder clubs... Uh, teams that play and compete in the QRL's Host Plus Cup, which is reserve grade, pl- come up against each other. So the Sunshine Coast Falcons took on the Brisbane East Tigers. Uh, as made mention, Justin Ollum played for the Falcons um, after being named as 18th man and not playing um, for the Storm last week against West. So he put the the Falcons colours on and went out and played... Played with, uh, with the Sunshine Coast Falcons. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting. So um, decided by just two points, it was the Sunshine Coast Falcons who claimed victory and bragging rights with a 2018 win. Um, but, yeah, that was um, very interesting to see uh, a lot of the Storm feeder players and the, the top 30 players that weren't, Required for first grade out there. Um, And good to see um, Jack Howarth back out there as well. And apparently had a really, really big game, which was fantastic to see. So um, he's shaken off a shoulder injury, which is fantastic. So um, I know a lot of Storm fans and members have been hanging to see Jack Howarth debut for the storm uh, I, th- I think like most I p- potentially thought there could have been an opportunity there during the origin period but uh, it wasn't to be being injured a f- couple of weeks ago um, with a shoulder subluxion uh, which is a partial dislocation um, probably didn't help his chances either so but again the kid has time on his side he's, he's still very young Still uh, learning his craft. They're playing him at back row when he virtually came through as a centre. So he's transitioning uh, into a new position there. and I suppose the positive for someone like Young Howarth is he's playing against seasoned professionals. He's playing against NRL quality seasoned players. He's playing against men. Um, and his body is still growing too. I mean, we've got to remember this kid's only two years out of school. Like, he's he's 20. You know, he played in the under-19s origin last year. Like, he's, he's still growing. He's still developing. So you're not going to see the best and the full product from a physical and physiological perspective for another two or three years until he's actually really filled out. So... Um, Suppose what I'm trying to say is that we need to execute some patience in and around Jack Howarth. He is a long-term uh, project, hence why the Storm signed him on a five-year deal. Um, and I mean, they don't hand out five-year deals to anyone. Um, they actually don't hand out five-year deals at all. But that just goes to show you that just goes to show you the the investment uh, and the potential that this kid has. That the Storm are willing to to roll out the red carpet and accommodate um, and keep Howarth uh, and the Wolves at bay because he was very, very sought after. I think they said there was about 11 clubs um, chasing him So uh, just before he did re-sign last year. So that goes to show how much in demand he was by, by everyone else in the game. So the most astute judges believe that Howarth could be anything. Um, so again, he's in he's in the storm system. Um, he's continuing to to develop uh, and build his game um, in probably the best system in the game in the NRL in professional rugby league. So he's in a good spot. We've just got to be very very patient with him. And again, um, when his time is right, his time is right. And as Craig Bellamy always says. Um, we just don't hand jerseys out for the sake of it. You have to earn it. So when he does earn it, he would have earned it. Um, so let's just uh, let's see how we go. Well, that's it for this week. Big game coming up, round seventeen, Saturday night, chilly Amy Park against the rivals. The Hated rivals of the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Um, This is the grudge match. This is what all Storm fans love to see. Um, Again, if there's one game that the Storm could only win, this is the one. This is the one you want to win every time you play Manly. So, fingers crossed. um, The Storm go out there in a tone from their Round 7 loss to the Seagulls and they can turn the tables uh, at Amy Park this Saturday night, round 17. Make sure you get out there uh, and enjoy your rugby league and fingers crossed for a Melbourne Storm victory. I'd love to see 13+. plus. Uh, I'm going to be conservative and say the Storm will get the biscuits with a 14-point win. So Storm by 14. Um, but as always, if you are uh, placing a bet, take a sec before you bet um understand what you're gambling with and gamble responsibly and that's it for this week have a great weekend enjoy your rugby league enjoy your uh, Melbourne storm and yeah let's go baby